Evening on that old podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the kind of brain fried Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and in all of the little social media places at odddadout or in my little Facebook group. Just search for oddballs, you'll find it. Anyway, <laughs> this is the show where I ramble and rant and, and empty out my brain matter into your ear holes. I make fun of some weird ass news stories that I just got to talk about. And I tell you about a podcast or in today's case, like 30 that you should be checking out because you need to be checking out these podcasts because listen to them. All right. (laughs) All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Uh, how you doing today there, listener? Man, it's... <laughs> so, I just have to say right off, I'm a little brain fried today. And not in one of those, oh my god, I'm so exhausted, I don't even know what to think. It's more of one of those, I know I had plans for things to talk about this week. I know there were things that happened of the course from last week's show until over the weekend and through today where I intended to talk about some things. And then I woke up this morning and I forgot all of it, just completely blanking it. And I'm sure by the time I'm done recording and I'm all sitting there clicky clicky and posting everything that I'll remember all that shit. But right now I'm just like, done, gone. It's all out of my head. And (laughs) I was like, shit. (laughs) And you ever, it's just, you know, I realize if I planned more, if I, you know, had a notebook or I, I keep a lot of notes in my phone of like the, the news stories that I talk about and stuff like that. And things like when I know there's a show that I'm going to feature soon, I kind of have a mental note of that. And that stays there. Uh, like this, this week, I, I will be talking about what I've been throwing at you for the last couple of months. This week is the live stream for The Cure. I will get to that later because that's going to be a big chunky segment here but yeah I, I i should probably you know take notes but then i i feel like if you've heard me talk about this on other shows maybe i don't know then you will have picked up that because of the fact that everything is so just dumping out of my head here that when i actually collect my thoughts and write it down and have it all clicky clicky and typed up and, and prepared and like, Hey, this is it. I know what I'm going to say. And clicky clicky. If I actually remove all of those thoughts and randomness out of my head and transcribe it into a location, it's like it's trapped in that form. And a really weird description here. It's like when I, I take all of the random and all of the, the thoughts and the, everything that's just pouring out of my head and I sit there and type it out and it's clicky, clicky, clicky. And I don't know if you could hear that, but I'm sitting there clicky, clicky, clicky and type everything out. Just dump my brain into text form. It's like it's bound in that form. And then suddenly, kind of like when you're taking notes in school, how if you write the thing out, it's easier to commit to memory. Well, 
if I type the things out and I commit them to memory that way, suddenly I can't rethink them. Suddenly, no, it's now bound and it's, tr- and it's, and it's, that is the, the official final form of this thought. And I basically end up when I'm recording, almost reciting those notes word for word. And if you ever go and actually compare what I say during the news to what is written in my little blurbs about each of the news stories in the show notes, you will actually find that I recite that line and whatever that I typed almost word for word, not reading it. I don't, but it's in my brain. It's committed to that memory. It's really weird or not. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but it's kind of funny how that works out. And so in my case, because so much of what I do here is just me pulling shit out of my head. I don't like to pre-organize my thoughts. You could say, I, I will say like, if I'm actually going to say type out and here's what I'm going to write and here's what I want to talk about. I literally like clicky clicky and type up, talk about this thing, talk about this thing, because otherwise I end up with cases of I'm my brain just, I end up, I don't say much, (laughs) which maybe you're like, Oh, thank God. Maybe he's going to shut up for once. And again, you're listening to me anyway. But yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't say as much and I'm more concise <laughs> and, and all of that when I think it ahead, <laughs> when I pre-plan the show, the show is shorter. And I've said that before, that if I actually plan things out, that it actually doesn't come, it, I, I end up not saying as much. I end up uh, like, yeah, I've got my thoughts collected. I can just get to the point. But, you know, you don't come to me for the point. It's not about the point. The point is not the subject at at hand. It is about the the road. It is about the road. It is about the journey. It is about figuring out how the hell my tiny little squirrel brain goes from point A to point B by, you know, whatever the hell route that I take. If I ever get to the end of the original point, who knows? Sometimes, sometimes I don't. But... Yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of funny. I wish I knew. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm hoping that at some point through all of this randomly but bullshit that I will remember <laughs> that somewhere some, something I say is going to spark the little nerves and the little memory cortexy shit in my head that will make me remember one thing that I plan to talk about that I don't already have like scheduled again, live stream for the cure stuff. Yeah, no clue. (laughs) That is the talent that I have to literally bullshit about nothing. Literally nothing. (laughs) For the last seven minutes, I've, I've talked for seven minutes without any point other than I don't know what to talk about. Yay! Oh, oh God, I suck. Anyway, <laughs> before I jump, because I don't have a lot to, to do, I'm not going to ramble anymore about my, my ability to ramble. But before I go, I do want to point out, uh, not that I won't mention it a little bit later, but 
I am on the most recent episode of Ignorance Was Bliss. And this is something we recorded eh, a week or so ago. I actually did not. I honestly, when we recorded this, you guys know me and the boys. And they they like to interrupt. And so there was a lot of interrupting. And the boys came in and and cut us off and and and, and injected a lot into when we were recording for that. So it's going to be interesting to see. I haven't listened to it yet. I'll probably be listening to it at work tonight. Um, what she was able to make out of that, because as scrambled as my brain is and where I jump from point A to point Q to point D to Z double alpha Bravo niner, my brain goes all over the place. Well, just about any time my boys interrupt me, my brain jumps track. And so it, we could be very deep into a conversation that completely derails me when they come in because then it becomes switch focus on them. Okay. Where were we at? And then it turns into a, it starts a whole new conversation and we go into a completely different direction from where we may have been before. And which is why when you hear a lot of in my guest spots where when I have someone on here, there will be a a break. There'll be a static break. There'll be a something that breaks up the conversation. And a lot of that time is just because the boys came in and interrupted, which then I had to cut that out. And there's no way to merge point A to point B on the other side of that cut. So I was like, ah, time for a commercial break. (laughs) So I have no clue how she managed to pull something together out of this. Because I would have had so, I mean, and I do this for other people, but, and it's very different when you're editing your show versus editing somebody else's. But I am definitely curious to see what she pulled together and everybody's, she's been sending me um, compliments and things, what people are saying about the show and like, oh, this is awesome. This is really cool. I just, you know, for me, I'm just like, really? (laughs) So you realize that this is like the scrambled eggs that are my, my train of thought. And I'm curious because she did manage, I will say she did manage to get us back on track to the original point by the end of it. But that's a skill she has that I don't necessarily, but it was funny to hear like she put it together. I seriously thought we were going to have to just completely try again and re-record for this thing. <laughs> But I'm good. I'm I'm excited to listen to this. I, I've got to remember to put a link to this in the show notes. But you should check it out. Again, Ignorance Was Bliss. I've already told you to listen to this show and subscribe a while back. So you should already be listening. So you should already, you probably should have heard this already because it's already been out for a few days. I'm just saying, just saying you should be listening to this. All right. Well, I'm going to stop. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play you. There's going to be more promos this week, primarily on account of everybody that I'm playing today are in the live stream for the cure. So I just figured I'm going to throw some more of those in there. So there's a few more promos than usual this week, but I will be right back with the news. Everybody has a story, and not all of those stories are clear black and white issues, even when we think they are. 
We wonder how did this happen, or what is that like, or what happens next. Are you sure you really want to know? This is Ignorance Was Bliss at IWB Podcast. Hello, it's Heather from Sunshine and Power Cuts, the podcast that features two types of episodes which alternate. The Sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature, but in the Power Cut ones, I share honest insights into my life living off the power grid in rural New Zealand. If you'd like to check it out, it can be found where good podcasts can be downloaded, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SunPowerPod. Until then, be empowered by nature. All right, all right, all right. I've I've got a couple extra. I've got a little bit longer news, but one of them I just I just couldn't avoid. All right, let's just get started. First up, adult shop forced to remove window posters because they objectify women. Adult shop objectify women. Remember keywords here. An adult shop, let's just call it what it is. It's a porn shop in Dublin was forced to remove posters from their front display windows that showed women in schoolgirl outfits similar to those from the Britney Spears video, you know, the oops, I did it again. Uh, Complaints claimed that the images objectified women and had no place being visible on a public street. Rewind here. This is a porn shop. That's what they sell. Now, let's be fair. They were clothed. They were just wearing, they were wearing schoolgirl outfits. There's a ton of, there's a freaking uh, adult video store, the, the adult shop chain out here. It's not like your, you know, triple X VHS, you know, store that sits out on the edge of town and it's 24 hours and you don't, you never see any cars there, but you know that they're still in business, that place. No, this is a, you know, you're, you're going to go here to get your magazines and your, your DVDs and your toys and your, your, your kinky outfits and all of the, whatever it is you're into. It is an adult shop. They've got to have some sort of, I mean, I understand Maybe you don't want to have the naked girl out on the front window. Fine. Guess what? He doesn't. It's girls in a schoolgirl outfit. Guess what? You can buy that at Party City. There's nothing extreme about that. It's not expressly erotic. It's not like they're out there in like bondage gear. And yeah, maybe it's like, okay. And I don't want to get into it. Is this objectifying women? It's a porn shop. There are so many worse things that could be on there. Now, maybe they don't have to have the posters. Fine. I can accept that because they also said this is a major street and it's near a residential neighborhood. Fine. When I lived in Texas, there were actually city ordinances for like strip clubs and things like that. that said they cannot be within X number of miles of a residential area or a school. And there were actually a bunch of strip clubs that had been established that they built neighborhoods and apartment complexes around that were basically grandfathered into the law. But they were told, yeah, you can't expand. You can't even, you know, there was one that got in trouble because they took a part of 
property that they owned and expanded their parking lot because they already owned the property. Anyway, but that, okay, fine. Maybe is it my, my beef with this is not that they're saying don't put posters up there and advertise and like and advertise, uh, potentially advertise sexually explicit content. That makes sense. Fine. Don't put the, the five foot poster of the porno movie cover in the front, but this is just two pictures of women in schoolgirl outfits. And it's not that of all things that could be in that window. It's not that bad. Is it objectifying women? That's kind of on you to decide, but I'm of the mind where they're not. It's it's such a slippery slope to go down. It's such a, you, no matter what side of the argument you, you sit on, I don't personally feel this is objectifying women necessarily. This is two women basically in a costume or separate costumes, but whatever. Now they're not doing anything to them. Other it's like, you know, it's, I, I'm not going to get into that because it, it gets complicated. And I'm pretty sure that if th- this is where you start getting a foot in mouth disorder, <laughs> let's just say I, I, I maybe he probably shouldn't be because of his proximity to residential area, probably shouldn't have advertisements, but it could be worse. I mean, I feel like maybe just clear signage. This is the kind of store we are fine. It may just be, I mean, they're saying that for there were like city ordinance things. He didn't have permission to post the posters. That is what he got in trouble for legally. But the people that are like, oh, this is objectifying women and blah, blah, blah. It's, like, it's not like these women didn't you know knowingly, willingly take these pictures. They're doing cosplay. They're, they're, it's an advertisement for a costume. You know, there's sexy nurse and there's fucking sexy bottle of pills. I bet if you look it up, Google sexy bottle of pills cosplay, I bet there is one. So as I feel like people need to chill, chill out when it comes to uh, costumes and people get so it's like, Oh, this is objectifying women. And I need to complain. You could make an argument. Hey, that's mildly obscene because you got a half naked girl in your front window. Objectifying women. I feel like is the, the wrong argument to make. <laughs> that's always, I, that's where I need to go with it. It's, it's not objectionable because you're objectifying women. That's not the point. The point should be, Hey, there's kids nearby. There's a school nearby. Maybe you should have less naked women. I mean, they're not naked again, but maybe you should have something less objectionable in your front window. I mean, it could be worse. Again, this is a porn shop. He could have had a big display of, of, you know, sex toys and things in the window. And I feel like considering some of the stories that I've covered lately with people bitching about somebody like, oh, I can, you know, protesting a uh, restaurant. And so the guy sits there carving, you know, meat in the front window, shit like that. Just a big F you. I feel like he should just put out a big display of, of vibrators and sex toys and, and all of these other things in his front window is like, all right, you, well, you said I couldn't put up the objectifying pictures. So here's a display of, of the products available inside. Here you go. No, it's, it's Ireland. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to, if he's going to be that much of a dick, but anyway, I spent more time on this than I intended to. 
moving right along. <laughs> well, okay. This one I had to throw in here because porn shop. A Danish politician has started posting campaign ads on Pornhub. Yes, vote for vote for this guy. So, yeah, a Danish politician actually started and took out uh, campaign ads on the popular porn website, Pornhub. His logic? Be where the voters are, including the porn sites, because half of the internet is porn. That's a good marketing campaign. That is good, uh, like, out-of-the-box thinking right there, where it's like, hey, I want to get votes. Well, where are the voters? How, are, how can I increase my, my reach? Put campaign ads on Pornhub. Why the hell not? Tons of eyeballs there. People that don't even know who you are are going to find you there. Vote for me. <laughs> so I, I fully support this, <laughs> this plan. All right. I just had to, I had to do that one because <laughs> it was funny. I was like, ah, oh. and apparently he posted up like a Facebook thing where he was saying like, yes, that is in fact me. Yes, I did endorse these messages that are, that's me on Pornhub. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because that's where the voters are. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> this is just, I realize it's not probably ironic, ironic, but it's damn funny. Planned bonfire set on fire. <laughs> Arson suspected. So a pile of several hundred shipping pallets and geez, uh, a pile of several hundred shipping pallets intended for bonfire was set on fire by unknown persons ahead of their intended use. Uh, authorities are investigating the fire as arson. Organizers are now asking for donations to help rebuild their bonfire. So, and the headline that originally aired basically bonfire uh, set on fire. I'm like, well, yeah, that's how you build a bonfire. It's a big pile of shit and then you, you know, set it on fire. And I guess there's the, oh, it was set on fire early. The people who didn't intend, like, oh my God, you, you set our bonfire on fire. We weren't ready yet. I don't even remember the fuck this was. <laughs> I think this was in a, I think this was in Ireland too. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I went with that voice. I really don't. Um, yeah, it's it just <laughs> Belfast. Yeah, <laughs> Belfast in, in Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, that's how they apparently sound in Northern Ireland. Oh my God, you set fire on my bonfire. I'm, I'm not going to try because I'm going to get in trouble. Um, <laughs> not that I'm not going to get in trouble for that voice, but yeah, that was just one of those. You set, they set fire to the bonfire. I just, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. It's just, it's just a funny like thought. Like they're mad. And I guess the neighbors around there weren't too happy with them building a bonfire in that area just for safety concerns. And it's just funny. It's like they're mad because their intended fire was set fire to. Just saying. <laughs> they set fire to a bonfire. All right. <laughs> All of that. I really, I, I, I rambled too much on all of those. The, the bonfire, my, my voice choice for the bonfire confused me. 
And so it's time to move on. It's time for the jackass of the week. Okay, I, I kicked it. I got rid of that. I don't know what happened with that voice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Audience member calls 911 after comedian makes Middle Eastern joke. Yeah, serious. People, I'm just going to say this first. It's a stand-up comedy show. Say, this is the same. All right. During a comedy show in Naples, Florida, an audience member actually called police after comedian Ahmed Ahmed. Everybody pick up on that. Ahmed Ahmed made a joke about the number of Middle Eastern people in the audience. Ahmed, who is obviously Middle Eastern. It'd be really funny. It was Amish, but whole other thing. Anyway, uh, he is Middle Eastern and asked how many other Middle Eastern people were in the audience, which I guess there were like 20. <laughs> And so he joked that there were enough to start a terrorist organization. Because it's funny. It's called a joke. So somebody got all nervous and said, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. I need to get out of here. This is dangerous. And called 911. Even the police were like, what the fuck, dude? It's a joke. It's a stand-up comedy show. He's making jokes, dipshit. So, yeah. And he, I guess he posted about it on, on uh, his, his social medias. So he's like, yeah, somebody fucking called 911 on me because I made a joke about how many Middle Eastern people were in the audience. Like, because a well-known, and at least I know who he is. I'm, I've heard of Ahmed Ahmed. He's a funny dude. He's a snarky, sarcastic fucking guy. That's his style of comedy. You're going to tell me that a stand-up comic who is of Middle Eastern descent is not going to make a terrorist joke? You have to. It's like an obligation. So, if you and if you have a problem, that's, I, I realize I'm jumping around here, but you went to a stand-up comedy show with a guy named Ahmed Ahmed. Again, unless the dude has a horse and buggy, you're going to assume he's Middle Eastern and you're going to be like, you are probably going to be uncomfortable with the Middle Eastern. And I I keep saying Middle Eastern because I don't know specifically. He's like, I don't know if he's from, you know, is, is Iraqi or Iranian or I, I don't, or, or, or from like Saudi Arabia. I don't know. He's, he's from his, his background is from that region of the world. Um, but what you went to a show with a Middle Eastern comic and got offended or made uncomfortable. You were probably going to be uncomfortable because it's a stand-up comedy show. Because, I'm sorry, in 2019, in, again, today is political climate, people are so fucking butthurt when it comes to stand-up comedy that comics can't do jokes anymore because people will go to a show and get offended. That didn't happen. That did not used to happen. And it pisses me off because comedy is escapism. The point of comedy, especially stand-up comedy, is to escape from all of that shit. There's too much crap out there and too much sensitivity and people and, and people fighting over bullshit that 
you should be able to go to a fucking comedy club and laugh at the bullshit because that is the job of the stand-up comic is to shove the bullshitty thing in your face and make a joke at it and make you laugh and realize how stupid that shit is. It is to make you see something that makes you uncomfortable and realize the humor in it. That when you've got 20 Middle Eastern people in a room and you're uncomfortable and they sit there and make a joke about it to make you realize that if you are uncomfortable about sitting in a room with 20 Middle Eastern people, you're fucking dumb. And this is funny. That is the basis of comedy. That is what comedy does. It makes you look at yourself and realize that maybe some shit's fucking dumb. Some shit's fucking dumb. Looking at all of that, it's fucking dumb. People are too damn sensitive. The point of comedy is to make you get over yourself. It's funny. That's why people of various races make fun of their race and stereotypes of their race. But they also point out the issues with people's stereotypes and people's sensitivities. And, you know, even if you, and and when you're a comic, you play a character to a point. You go out and who you are at home is not necessarily who you are on stage. It's a performance. You're putting on a character. You know, Bobcat Goldthwait was a character. Sam Kinison was a character. Was it an element of their personality? Yes. You take this crazy lunatic part of your personality, this utterly hilarious, just crazy out there thought processing part of your personality, and you turn it up to 11, and that's the guy who goes on stage. That is Richard Pryor, and I'm going to get shit for this. I'm sure I'm going to get shit for this. Richard Pryor, one of the greatest comics of all time, fight me, I dare you, walked out on stage And the very first words out of his mouth, I hate fucking niggers. You could not do that today. Not because it wouldn't work. Because his point worked. Because it led into a series of jokes. It led into into a, a whole bit. But you couldn't do that today because somebody would start screaming for your job. Somebody would start saying they need to be shut down. They blah, 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 blah. And blowing the fuck up on them. And look what he said. Oh my God, that's so offensive. Wait for the joke, bitch. Because people are so quick to be offended now and get into fucking rage offense mode that they can't accept that he was making a point that Hey, it's funny. You can let your guard down. You can take the stick out of your ass for a little bit and sit and have a drink and take a laugh. Really? Yes. Yeah. That That's comedy. And I have a soft spot for comedy. I was raised on the stand-up philosophers like Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Sam Kinison and, again, Bill Cosby. These guys... You listen to them. The world is would be a better place if people would listen to those guys rather than extreme political fucking bullshit. Ignore the politician-y bullshit and the activism and all of that shit. Listen to the old comics. The guys who said shit 
that could not get put on TV today because by today's standards, it's politically incorrect and offensive, but they were smarter than every asshole out there right now. It's a comedy show. They're up there to tell jokes. It's just a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Jackass. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I got way off on that one. I don't know. So it's a subject where I, I get a little sensitive. What can I say? But I'm going to take one more break, play a couple more promos, and I will be right back to talk about the live stream for The Cure. Do you like podcasts? Do you like listening to podcasts? Do you have ears? Do you like Justin and Chrissy? The That's our names. I know. We have a podcast. It's called So I Married a Movie Geek. Check out this clip where we talk Star Wars sex. This is, I don't know how to explain this articulately, but the, what quote unquote gives me lady boners as far as this goes is not a person and not like, especially not like a guy where, you know, like Harrison or or Luke or, you know, even if I swung the other way and said, Ooh, Leia. What do you want? He walks like stacked on top of each other. <laughs> I mean, little double Ewoks. If I if if I were going to go that route, I would just go for Chewbacca. Like, why do I need two stacked on top of each other when I can have Chewbacca? So you like movies? Do you like good times? Check us out. We're so I married a movie geek at Movie Geekcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all those other things. We'll see you at the movies. Are you into stories played out like movie scenes, audio dramas, or real play style podcasts? On Rolling Misadventures, a group of podcasters take time away from their respective shows to sit down and play a game called Fiasco. With a whole lot of improv and a little bit of tabletop banter, we create short stories where everything can and will go wrong. From a sci-fi cloning mishap... Uh, we were making some clones and, uh, made an extra. You! To Victorian-era lovers trying to escape a failing playhouse... You, sir, are the pelican, the pelican of my dreams, the pelican of my heart. Yeah, then Helen, you're the albatross of my loins, and then he vomits. And even an action-packed 80s heist. What, 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 what does he look like? What kind of type does he look like? He definitely doesn't look like a cop. There's plenty of variety to check out as we wrap up our stories every month to keep things fresh. Check us out at RollingMisadventures.com or search for us on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Spotify, and your podcatcher of choice. Recommended listening. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. And we can't believe it's already time for the 2019 live stream for The Cure. Thanks to our amazing peers, listeners, and supporters. Last year, we crushed our goal of $5,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. The Cancer Research Institute is funding research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. Every single cent we raise goes to them. And they're also rated over 92% on CharityNavigator.org. This year, we're aiming our sights even higher with our most ambitious event to date. Join us May 17th through the 19th on twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys for 40 hours of live content from us and other amazing shows who will join us to try to reach $7,500. 
please visit www.livestreamforthecure for more information or to find out how you can be a part of the event. Together, we can make a difference. The third annual Livestream for the Cure supporting Cancer Research Institute. So these guys keep upping it every year. This year, the again, third live stream for the cure brought to you by the Epic film guys. Last year, they raised $5,000 that gets matched by CRI. So they ended up with over $10,000 they raised. And that was in about 30 hours across three days. This year they are shooting for $7,500 and that's just their goal. And I think that's really the big thing is that whatever they, they raise gets matched by the cancer research Institute. So if they were to raise $7,500, that would be $15,000 that they would be able to bring in this year. They are going with 40 hours across three days from May 17th through the 19th. They are, oh man, I I feel bad for them. At this point, I feel like Nick really needs to tag out and have multiple hosts because he runs this shit so tight. He runs it. He runs himself ragged during this event every year, but they are running on Friday the 17th Eastern standard time. They are running or daylight, whatever the hell Eastern time, (laughs) 10 a.m. to 2 a.m., on Saturday, the 18th, 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. And on May the 19th, Sunday, 8 a.m. I don't know why he's starting earlier. That's just suicide to 4 p.m. At least he's cutting it off a little early. There are 44 different podcasts represented this year. And that's not counting possibly other members of like that's not counting me. I I contributed to one segment with another group and some other stuff that might pop in from small pre-recorded segments that different people contributed that couldn't do it live, stuff like that. And that's just the people with full segments that are that are in there. That's a lot of people. Plus, they're going to be playing games, they're going to be doing there's so much going on. Games, trivia, uh, movie reviews, just so much that goes on. It is such a great event. I've participated in it last year. I wasn't able to get in this year. Again, I'm kind of contributing to uh, something being done by Matt from Nooks and Crannies and and kind of contributing in my own way there. But it's a bit, and I think his part is actually pre-recorded because he's not going to be able to do it live. The whole thing, if you want to donate, go to livestreamforthecure.com. If you want to watch live, it is at twitch.tv slash epicfilmguys. They're going to have so much going on. They've already, I think they're just about to $1,000 in just in early donations between uh, merchandise sales because they, if you buy live stream for the cure t-shirts or coffee mugs or any of that, it goes to them. I think they're donating their own merch sales right now. 
Um, just so much and just early donations from so many people. I mean, we've got just run down because there's just so much to it. It's, it's just in, it's amazing the people and the number of people that are in this. I've got to pull up the schedule cause it's just, ah, you know, let's look. All right. I'm just going to go through the whole list cause I couldn't go through the schedule. Cause again, 40 hours in three days. Let's see. We have the Epic Film Guys podcast. What were they thinking podcast? The story behind the unwritable rant. Those nerds over there. Thoughts and players podcast. The varmints podcast. What does it matter? Two girls on a bench. Afterburn 739. Two peas on a podcast. Shaken not nerd podcast. Brook reading podcast. Duh podcast. I think it's DA. Sorry. I don't listen. I don't know exactly. Everything I learned from movies. I shake my head with Lisa and Sam. Ice in the face. Ignorance was bliss. The IMDb Journey podcast. Interrupted Tales. Kim and Kat stay alive. Meanwhile, at the podcast. Mike, Mike and Oscar podcast. Miserable, miserable retail slave. Movie reviews in 20 Qs. Netflix and Swill. The countdown movie and TV reviews. No Ordinary Nerd. Nooks and Crannies. One Star Bazaar, Real Feels, Rolling Misadventures, Shit Happens When You Party Naked, So I Married a Movie Geek, So Wizard Podcast, The Something Something Cast, Spoop Hour Podcast, Stories of Your and Yours, Sunshine and Power Cuts, Super Movie Bros, Take Two Podcast, The Cinema Guys, The Contrarians Podcast, The Knicks Cast, and it all will be wrapped up by a special appearance, I guess you could say by Lindsay Johnson. Of course, um, I've talked about it before last year, the event ended with them diverting instead of last year's event happened just after, uh, her husband Perry was diagnosed with cancer. So the last hour plus, cause they went long after that was raising money for his cancer treatment and bills and all of that. And we did lose Perry at the end of the year. And so this year she will also be closing out the live stream for the cure. And it kind of goes without saying Perry was a big part of the community, especially within this event there. It was a big part of it and it really wouldn't be right not to include Lindsay in the entire thing. And if I recall, they are dedicating this year's event to Perry. And it's just such an important event every year. This is really, I, I, I wish I could have gotten in to be a, a bigger part of it this year. It's, it's something I've supported since day one that, Oh, stomping out cancer is something we all need to do. And this is something that as a community, as a podcast community, as, as, as a, just a group of people, everybody can agree cancer sucks and we need to get rid of it and we need to do our part. And by them putting on this event every year, this is all of us doing our part to, to help fight cancer in what seems to be the best way we can. Now there are other things you can do. Yes. And you can donate to CRI and do all these other things whenever, but at this point, right now, you need to go to livestreamforthecure.com 
click the donate link or wait until your favorite uh, show is on so you can contribute then and, and support your favorite shows and what they're doing. And so many of these, if, if you recognized a lot of those names I went through, probably half of the shows that are participating are friends, friends of this show, fr- uh, previous uh, recommended listening features. Seriously, this is an amazing group of people who are all doing whatever they can to help fight cancer. You need to go support them. Uh, I've got a link to the Facebook group, um, to the event page. And on that is the full schedule. It's so much to go through again. It's 40 hours across three days. There's just so much. I couldn't go through it all right now. Even I would get a little raspy after that, but check it out. Go to the show notes at odddadoutpodcast.com. It's right there, right at the bottom. I've got the big picture that's got the full everybody there. Click on that. It'll be in the show notes somewhere also to where you can get the full schedule. Find out when your favorite shows are going to be on. It's it's going to be so awesome. I'm going to try and chime in as much as I can. And of course, I will be donating later on. But do that. Support the live stream for the cure Share it on all the social medias with all of your friends, everybody. We need to get more people in here, more people. I I want, I I said it last year. I wanted them to shatter that goal without their, without the the extra contributions. I want to see that 7,500 blasted away. I want to see them crack 10,000 without the help of CRI. That is my goal. You need to go out there and share it with everybody, share it to all of your friends and family and everybody to get the word out there because everybody can agree. Cancer sucks. Fuck cancer. Support the live stream for the cure. May 17th through the 19th, uh, live stream for the cure.com twitch.tv slash Epic film guys. I think I got it all in there. You can follow them live stream for the cure on Facebook and Twitter. Look them up. It's really easy. All the links are there. Again, they're all in the show notes. It's even on my homepage. If you go look, I have a link to the live stream for the cure right there on the homepage at odddadoutpodcast.com. But that is going to do it for me this week. I don't know why I feel like I'm getting raspy. I don't normally. (laughs) But you can, again, get the links to the live stream for the cure. All of the weird-ass news stories that I talked about and all of that stuff in the show notes at odddadoutpodcast.com. Tell me what you think about the show. Share the stuff. Subscribe. Leave me a review if you feel like it. Uh, hit me up on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Odd Data Out. If you feel like, just sending me good old uh, email, show at odddadoutpodcast.com. Join the Oddballs Facebook group. It's Again, it's all there on the, on the, face, on the page. Look for it. Uh, check me out on Ignorance Was Bliss. It was such a fun time. And I, I'm still brain fried, so I think that's it for me. Until next week, my oddballs, thank you and good night. Good night.